Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Fellow conspiracy realists, we are returning from a series of strange adventures, and we thought, what better way to get back into the studio doing one of our favorite things, our weekly strange news segment. Now, if you haven't caught the news before uh if you don't see us on social media where we're at conspiracy stuff or at conspiracy stuff show on instagram uh you may have missed the big big announcement which is that through a bizarre series of circumstances matt noel me uh and the team made an actual facts book we have a real life book it's coming out in october uh we're probably going to be on the road even more for that we can't wait for you to check it out uh even if you don't consider yourself necessarily a person who like digs uh reading about a bunch of weird stuff uh you're gonna love the artwork even just the artwork alone this is Mm -hmm. great 
Not only that, I mean, it's like a great coffee table book. You mm-hmm. can pick it up and leaf through it, and you're going to learn something, even just spending like 10 or 15 minutes with a chapter. It's divided up into kind of digestible little nuggets about lots of stuff we've talked about on the show, but kind of a, a deeper dive and, and lots of fun little Easter eggs. And yeah, I can't second Ben enough on the art. It really is a full color, uh, almost graphic novel style um, <laughs> piece of work. Yeah. Uh, very, very proud and excited to see this thing come out in the world from our buddy nick turbo benson thanks for having low standards and friends nick (laughs) (laughs) yes so if you have the means and interest to uh support the show if you feel like it that's a great way to do it we would we would really really appreciate it pre-orders are important so thank you thank you thank you in advance just be careful of the jokers out of the uk that published a book with the title of our show don't order that book order the one called Stuff they don't want you to know. It's got a UFO and the Capitol building. You'll see it. It's the it's Hard the better miss. better book actually. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, with that with that housekeeping aside, again we we can't uh, thank everyone enough for the opportunity. A lot of hard work got, went into this. Like Matt said, uh, the pre order aspect of this is very important, uh, far more important than I think any of us realized going into this this bizarre escapade but uh the show continues and we are coming to you today with some stories from around the world and some that you may have heard of uh some that you probably haven't as a matter of fact i would personally be surprised if anybody in the audience has heard of all three of the stories for this week's segment we're going to south korea we're also going to go um to the edges of science and in a way to the ancient past. But before we do that, like a lot of people amid the pandemic, uh, I think it's safe to say we've all found ourselves struggling for energy on a, on a personal level. Uh, we also know that energy plays a huge part in world trade and world conflicts. You need look no more further than the, um, the concerns about Russia and their role in supplying energy to Western Europe. But Matt, you found something that uh, says the game may be changing the energy struggle, the struggle for clean energy, reliable energy, consistent energy. It may soon take a very unexpected turn. What's going on here? Well, hey, do you like pie in the sky ideas? I do. Oh boy. I love oh that boy. kind of stuff. I don't even eat pie I love in the sky ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. I only eat pie at the highest possible elevation. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, if you like that and you also love startups and you love, uh, you know, taking a big gamble with a, a huge potential benefit if you win, uh, you're going to love this story. As you said, Ben, humanity needs to find clean energy sources, uh, you know, to, to help ourselves save ourselves. And this is one potential solution. Uh, This story we're going to talk about today. There is a company called Quaze, Q-U-A-I-S-E, and they are, it's a group of people that came out of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, better known as MIT. I don't know if if you're like me, but growing up, MIT was like the big school. Man, if you went to MIT, you were the smartest person ever. Uh, It was just kind of the thing, the saying at least. And these very, very smart people, have gathered together a bunch of other resources, mostly smart people, and people who want to take this bet we're referring to, right? They're like, Mm. we've got got several million dollars. 
and we want to put it into this concept in hopes that it comes true. It comes to life. Here's what Quaze wants to do. They want to drill a hole deeper into the earth than humans have ever dug before. (laughs) Um, You may have heard on this show or somewhere else, you may have heard of this thing called the super deep borehole in Russia. The Kola super deep book. Yeah. Yes. The the Kola super deep borehole. I just, it's the super deep. It's a giant hole that was dug in Russia, 7.5 miles into the ground. That is a very, very Jeez, long please. way into the ground. Well, the Sky Pie folks over at Quays want to go <laughs> 12 miles deep into the ground. Oh, not snap. to be one upped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they delved too deep, right? Lord of the Rings style. Yeah. So, what's, what's the, uh, what, before we go to like, I think the, the big headline here, which, is amazing if it works. I agree. It's mm-hmm. it's going from it's a pie in the sky idea about the pie and geothermal energy. Hole. Yeah, but <laughs> so the um, cola super deep borehole. We actually we kicked around the idea of doing an episode on this a uh, number of years ago, uh, partially because many locals are convinced that they can hear the screams of something at the bottom of the hole. So it's, it's just, it's such a fascinating, strange endeavor. Um, They're not looking for ghosts though, as you said, in in this place is looking for, uh, for geothermal energy, which is kind of already a thing, right? Like Greenland, Iceland. It is. Yes. Geothermal energy is a thing. And there's a, a lot of research and effort and money being put into finding ways to capture the heat energy that is emanating from deeper within the earth than we can normally access. And a lot of the geothermal plants that pop up are places where uh, the layer, the like top layer of the earth there that needs to be drilled into is a little bit thinner. So it's just a little more accessible. The, the pie in the sky part about quays is that you could put one of these plants that drills up to 12 miles into the earth pretty much anywhere. You because of the technology, it's all about this. It's called millimeter wave drilling. It's a different way to get through some of the really tough rock that exists down beneath all of our feet right now. It's it's super fascinating stuff. I've seen it referred to as fusion technology or like a mm. type of fusion technology in several of the several of the reporting that's coming out of Vice. It's coming out of the IEEE Spectrum. That's a really interesting place. Uh, spectrum.ieee.org. Yes, Jonathan Strickland likes to say. Yes, as well as I think Axios. Axios has a great write-up about this company and how they've generated a lot of startup capital. You can read all of that stuff. But let's just go to the Vice article to start here. It was posted on March 9th. It was written by Becky Ferreira. Title is Company Plans to Dig World's Deepest Hole to Unleash Boundless Energy. And it just goes into some of these details here about they've raised, I think, a total of 63 million since it was launched pretty much during the pandemic in 2020. And man, they've got some really slick videos, you guys. You can totally see how the company raised money. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, no matter how slick they are, no matter how blue sky this idea feels, and no matter how much money is being injected into it, at the core, huh, this uh, is a 
this is a really promising concept because you really could put it anywhere. You're imagine you're using the heat of the of the earth itself and it doesn't take a giant footprint the way if you're going to build right now and in this this technology is changing but right now if you wanted to put uh, a huge amount of solar panels out somewhere maybe in the desert you'd need so it's just a ton of land in order to get enough energy from the sun through the solar panels that exist today in order to have a meaningful amount of energy to use right like to power a city with these things the footprint is much much smaller they're building them on top of existing like fossil fuel plants, like coal plants and things like that. So they're using some of the infrastructure that already exists in, in the footprint that kind of already exists. And then they want to like buy that land, buy those plants, and then build their plant on top of it or in the existing structure. It's funny. It makes me think of uh, back when I owned a house in Athens, we had something called geothermal HVAC. Um, which I'd never heard of before, but it apparently is an HVAC system that uses the Earth's energy to power itself. And it creates this like ground loop um, and collects energy from the ground uh, and release collects and releases energy from the ground. So it seems like this is like a more advanced version of that to a degree. Yeah. I mean, the great thing is once you've got that hole drilled and you essentially have just a pipeline from the heat that's coming out of that area, they're saying that it will fuel that plant for about a century, you know, give or take several years. You know, that doesn't seem like a long time, right? If you think how long, you know, a coal-fired power plant could potentially run, I mean, it's as long as you've got coal to, to run the plant, right? And in this case, they're saying it's 100 years. And I don't know the science behind why it would only be a 100-year sure. length of time that you could make use of it. I just, I don't know yet. But could be pretty incredible if you at least jump started this more clean energy movement with this technology with this type of energy and then you can move on if you discover something even better i have a couple of questions on this one matt uh, because i'm i'm fascinated by the future of energy and there are always a lot of caveats if we're exploring this reasonably And, and of course there are a ton of conspiracies because let's be honest the energy industry is uh, what the kids would call corrupt AF. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's phenomenal, the level of corruption and conspiracy involved there. But with this, there are there are a few things. So first, it might surprise a lot of us to learn that this company, Quaze, is estimating it'll take a few months, not years, to make these holes. Uh, so that mm-hmm. feels a little optimistic with me. Uh, just, but you know, I'd, I'd be glad if that did turn out to be the case when the drills hit the rock. But secondly, could earthquakes disrupt these energy sources or these uh, these operations? Rather, like if you built it, I, I know they're they're looking for very specific areas to build them that meet a number of criteria. But if they were, for example rocked by a a fairly high high order magnitude earthquake what would happen then one of the questions that people have with any new energy source is what could go wrong and could it be dangerous so just Mm. the level set here is there ever any kind of what's the best way to put it do they have any fail safes you know anything to prevent like a geothermal chernobyl or is a geothermal chernobyl even possible right i don't I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing. I know they use these things called gyrotrons as part of their drilling tech. 
and they do involve vacuum tubes and plasma. And it's again, referred to as a type of fusion tech. I, I don't, I don't know if there's a danger for like leakage, like leakage. Yeah. <laughs> leakage. I understand that question, Ben, for sure. A question that I have is, is it powerful enough that it could do something similar to what fracking does where it causes imbalances in, you know, the earth's crust and well, could potentially cause rifts or, you know, seismic events. I don't know. I don't know the science. It doesn't seem like it would because you're not injecting anything to break up rocks. Mm, That's not the goal here. You're just harnessing what's already there. The goal is to get deep enough to access the, the lower parts where the heat exists. And and yeah, like this is something that you see in fission nuclear reactors. Ultimately they end up being kind of steam powered. If you think about it, because Mm -hmm. what's happening is liquid is hitting these very high temperature areas that turns it into a different state of matter. And mm. this this is where Quaze is hoping to, this is what they mean when they say clean energy. They're pumping liquid water down into the, down into the depths, the Balrog levels of the earth. And when it hits this rock that's around 500 degrees Celsius, the liquid water turns into something that is like, Vapor times a million. It's a vapor-like supercritical state. So that's that's another concern too. Uh, water is becoming an increasingly precious resource. So sure, and you're going to read in a couple places if you just search around. Kind of the I guess joking thing that we're talking about. What's going to happen? What are we going to unlock when we get that deep into the earth? <laughs> are, we, are we talking, you know, ancient ones, Thulu, and all that stuff? I'm not worried about that. I'm honestly not worried about really any of the consequences here. I'm just worried that the the drill isn't going to work exactly the way they want to because this technology's been tested for quite a while. There was an I guess it was DART or it was ARPA. It was the Department of Energy's ARPA program that gave the initial grant to one of the companies that's working directly with Quaze, which is cool. I just want to I want to see this thing happen. They've got a timeline on their website that's saying by 2028, they're hoping for the first fossil fuel-powered plant to be repowered, like to be re-engineered with the geothermal system, the steam system. And uh, that would be cool. And they're looking at, I think, 2050 of when they could have a good number of these things up and running across the globe. Hmm. This could become practical. That's the thing. The proof of concept is there. The technology is pretty well understood and i believe there's um uh, there's a paper out there somewhere on millimeter wave specifically how it's uh mm-hmm. it, it looks like it, it can be deployed in a couple of different ways both of which have the end result of supply and power but can you imagine a world where humanity is not necessarily beholden to the old forms of supplying energy it could be really cool it's just that with this sort of stuff we don't know what the long tail consequences might be until it's actually up and running and uh we'll see (laughs) we'll see if those lovecraft jokes are indeed just jokes uh but i'm excited i share your enthusiasm i'm excited about this and I, i would love to i would love to visit and and see what they find there i guess they're also the usual concerns about um, maybe damaging historical artifacts or maybe, you know, because if there's a horror movie, of course, it takes place on a a, a graveyard of some sort, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but jokes aside, this, I mean, this is pretty exciting, hopefully. I'm just so used to things going terribly wrong. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I I was looking for something today specifically that had a bit of a potential positive outcome. There is one other thing. This is just a related story. If you want to look up, if you have any interest with this, look up Science Alert. And here's the title. Geologists have closely analyzed two bizarre, quote, blobs detected deep inside Earth. Hmm. It's not some monster, I don't think, unless it's some kind of sentient uh, thermochemical material. But who knows? Hopefully we won't drill into it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being silly. All right. Well, hey, uh, why don't we take a quick break here and we'll come right back with some more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. 
Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we have returned. Our next adventure takes us to Australia and the related region of Australia. Matt, you remember uh, the Tasmanian devil of cartoon fame, right? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, just so. So the Tasmanian devil is, spoiler, it doesn't look exactly like the cartoon, uh, but I I don't think that bothered a lot of non-Australian kids watching it, or, you know, kids from that part of the world. But it brings up an interesting, I would say fascinating thing. It's something that's been on my mind for a little while now, thanks to our buddy Todd Sargentson, who uh, hangs out with us uh, at times at the local. Uh, Todd, you see, and I hope you're listening to the show today. Todd, you see, is a avid, uh, avid cryptozoology enthusiast. And a lot of the conversations we have had over the years involve us just batting just back and forth kind of with the with the possibilities of theories walking through them etc and todd recently told me or hipped me to an ongoing project i wasn't aware of which is the hunt for the tasmanian tiger uh, this is pretty exciting. I know I've been chatting off air with you guys a lot about this, but the Tasmanian tiger in the world of cryptozoology is actually one of the more plausible cryptids. Uh, and we're so interested in this that we're actually doing a full week on the Tasmanian tiger and or the thylacine and related uh, related concepts or possible <laughs> weird science and conspiracies. But here's the thing, and you can hear this stuff uh, this Wednesday and Friday, but we wanted to introduce this concept before we got into the full episodes. So there's a really cool plot development here that's been going on for some time, uh, but now it, it may actually come to pass. A while back, a bunch of very smart, savvy people said, hey, why are we going to all this trouble of hunting down animals that people that the majority of people assume are extinct when we may soon have the technology to bring them back, Jurassic Park style. That's what people are hoping to do with the Tasmanian tiger as we record this. And there are a couple of reasons why it's not as crazy of an idea as it might sound. It's not like bringing back velociraptors. The last known live thylacine was captured in 1930 in Tasmania. Uh, and this, this thing, like a lot of animals in those ecosystems, is marsupial. It's a carnivorous marsupial. It was native to Australia as well as New Guinea and Tasmania. 
And ever since that last thylacine was captured, people have been convinced there are more out there. New Guinea is incredibly remote, more so than it looks on the map. There's a lot of wilderness there. So it is, we don't want to spoil too much of the episode, but it's captivating people because there is this tantalizing possibility that there may be a relic population which has simply yet to be discovered due to the remoteness of the environment in which it lives. Pause for breath. <laughs> this, uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to draw everybody's attention, though, to the uh, an excellent article in The Guardian that uh, just came out fairly recently by journalist Donna Liu. And they're talking about something called de-extinction. That's what Jurassic Park is all about. They just never use the phrase because I don't think really had a phrase like this for a long time. You could take DNA from something called a numbat, N-U-M-B-A-T. Sounds like an insult. I know, right? Sounds like a, for some reason, like a British insult, right? You numbat. You numbat, (laughs) innit? Numbat. (laughs) So a numbat, you may be saying, the heck is that? Is it a British insult? I didn't even know words had DNA. They do, sort of. It's called etymology. We love it. I want to do an etymology series. That's not a secret. <laughs> Why to our bosses? But uh, but the uh, the numbat itself is an animal, and it's a weird, cute-looking little guy. It looks like DLC, an Animal Crossing, or a Pokemon game. Uh, turns out, this, this guy, who is um, a marsupial that eats insects, it is... Close enough, scientists are reckoning, to a Tasmanian tiger that its DNA could help recreate the thylacine or bring it back from the void, from extinction. It's a crazy idea. You've probably heard this concept of de-extinction, I'm sure you have, in other areas such as the continuing push to use extant elephant DNA uh, to recreate the mammoth which would be cool. Um, It's also, you know, bringing back extinct, unique animals while the rest of the world is collapsing is just classic human. You know what I mean? We, like, it's not a species that's great at timing, but, you know, very ambitious, very MacGyver. We just need one giant facility deep underground that has this set up ready to go, but with human DNA. So we no. so we could be de-extincted. No, thank you. No, no. Let's let's just let it go. Okay. We don't need that. Okay. We've, we've had our time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fad. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But so, Ooh, humanity was a fad. That's a good uh, a good bumper sticker and or t shirt. I think so. I think so. And not one of my favorites to be clear. I mean, you know, everybody listening to the show is cool, sure, but uh, overall, you know, got some things to workshop. I got some notes. I'm sure we all do, but right. more of a pog guy myself than uh-huh. a humanity guy. Yes. I, you know, it's funny. Get out of my head. I was saying that to a friend of ours on a, on a group text just today. I uh, want to introduce everybody to the director of DNA Zoo Australia, an associate professor at the University of Western Australia named Parwinder Carr. So Carr has some pretty compelling math here uh, and points out that thylacines and these cute little numbats actually have about 95% commonality in their DNA. And so the idea is that by mapping the, the living numbats DNA, they can have a reference to fill in the gaps for thylacine DNA. So they're kind of 
using, a, think of it like using the blueprint of a similar building to build a old building that was demolished, something that you only have pictures of, right? One of the reasons they can do this or make a really good go at it is because of how recently this creature went extinct. Like this brings in all the stuff we were talking about before with the, the dangers of gene editing, with the um, the forefront bleeding edge science of how to take a, a, a nucleus from the cell of an extinct animal and put it into the egg of a living relative. You know what I mean? Uh, it, like, it gets into really, really cool stuff. Uh, stuff that Jurassic Park actually was sort of on base about other than the fact that dinosaurs probably did have feathers, but Honestly, that would have made them twice as terrifying to agreed. me personally. So no, I agree sort of on that one. Yeah. Agreed in general. Uh, there are these uh, crow bird monsters in Elden Ring. You know what? Never mind. That's that's fiction for now. The giant ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> and those dogs, too. OK. All right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right in with your Elden Ring trauma, folks. We can't wait to hear from you. <laughs> so uh, conspiracy die radio dot com. One eight three three STD WYTK. Why are we introducing this? Yeah, it's fascinating science. Um, but. Again, there are, I think of something called the Cobra effect, which we mentioned on another show, we mentioned here recently, uh, of unintended consequences. Because when an animal goes extinct, since nature seems to have its own very specific ideas or tendencies about how an ecosystem works, when an animal goes extinct, something else rises to fill the role. That's why you see early humans totally mopping the apex predators that pre-existed them and then replacing them as the apex predator there. You know, circle of life, it's a brutal tune. But I'm wondering now, and that's what we're going to explore later this week, I'm wondering what controversies, what unforeseen consequences society and humanity could run into when they bring something back from the dead on a massive scale like this. This is not just bringing back one person's pet thylacine. It's not like some billionaire is thinking, I was some, it's like a Monty Burns guy who's been alive since the 1930s is going, I finally remember Thaddeus Sparkle Beans, my pet thylacine. We shall bring him <laughs> back that I may learn to love again. They're talking about bringing an entire you know, species back and it's never happened before. No one knows what the results will be. So please tune in for that. We cannot wait to hear your take in the meantime. And uh, while we're while we're working on this, let us know if you think the uh, thylacine is real or if it's just sort of a, a fun thought experiment. Can't wait to hear from you. one 833 std Uh We're going to pause for, I don't know why I did .com that way. I want to just keep it. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and then we are traveling to South Korea. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we're back. And as previously stated, we are, in fact, traveling to South Korea. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, artificial intelligence and South Korean politics. Um, we've covered the idea of deep fakes pretty extensively on this show, uh, the pitfalls of it. Uh, it really is something that really just kind of came into the public consciousness maybe a couple of years ago with some alarmingly realistic internet videos. You know, I sound like an old man, internet videos. Uh, there's that one, you know, with um, I think it's Paul Rudd 
He's on now. Maybe not Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is one of the people that he becomes. It is, in fact, Bill Hader. Uh, right? Bill Hader. Thank you. You can see they're both very dashing and funny uh, young men. It's Bill Hader on, I believe, David Letterman telling a story about how he met Tom Cruise on the set of Tropic Thunder. And as he's telling the story, he's doing an impression of Tom Cruise, and then. Bam, like magic, his face just morphs into Tom Cruise. And it's just, it was jarring. I think when we all saw that, it definitely felt like you were experiencing some next level technological magic. And I always forget who said it, Ben, but the idea of uh, technology at a certain level being indistinguishable from magic. Arthur C. Clarke, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. That sounds about right. Uh, and that's what we're seeing. And, and of course, that was a couple of years ago. And now deep fakes have begun to be used, as you could imagine. You know, of course, so what, what is introduced as a silly Internet meme video, like for a laugh, um, has the potential to be used uh, in very dangerous ways to have, you know, political figures or public figures of any kind saying things they did not actually say. Um, we know this technology essentially mines footage that's available publicly on the internet to create a profile. Uh, I'm not a computer scientist, but that's essentially what it does, create a profile of all possible iterations of this person's face, very similar to the deep dream technology that was used to generate really weird psychedelic nightmare fuel images by, you know, taking a dog's face and then interpolating it with all of these other images um, that are related to it and filling in these gaps and then making this like essentially total acid trip kind of psychedelic world. Um, again, something that's used, you know, for fun, but it involves an insane amount of processing power. Uh, it involves an insane amount of data mining, you know, to get all of this information to fill in these gaps. Uh, well, now we're starting to see this used not as a way of uh, faking negative things that a politician might be saying. Um, you know, we had that. Uh, I think there was a Donald Trump sort of like, you know, deep fake P tape video that was making the rounds for a while. A um, lot of potential for um, ruining people's reputations with this technology to the point where I think we've even discussed like there needs to be a chain of custody for this kind of footage to even determine if what you're seeing is real in the same way you can conf you know confirm transactions on say something like blockchain there needs to be some watermark or some digital signature that allows you to confirm that the footage you're seeing that could potentially cause a panic if, if uh, published by the news because we know how quickly the news needs to move now in order to keep up with the internet um, it's sort of created a gap in credibility, I think, because it's all about who's first to market with a piece of information or a uh, inflammatory, you know, bit of footage. Something that allows us to vet that footage so we can know because the technology is just so good now. Um, well, this is being—I'm going to use the word exploited, but it's really just being utilized by uh, a South Korean uh, presidential candidate. Um, a gentleman by the name of Yoon Suk Yeol, who during his candidacy. Um, essentially utilized deep fake technology to create an AI version of himself that's being mm. lovingly referred to as AI Yoon. Uh, initially, I read it and I thought the guy's name was Al Yoon. That is not true. It's AI Yoon. <laughs> His name is actually Yoon Suk Yol, a conservative, uh, former top prosecutor um, there in South Korea who used this technology to uh, the, the excuse was maybe not an excuse, but the justification for using it was that he was campaigning during a pandemic uh, and could not get to the places he needed to in the, you know, uh, more than a hundred 
quote, constituencies. This is what his team referred to them as. Uh, I'm not quite sure how that translates to what we think of. I guess constituencies would just be like different regions, you know, uh, where he would need to campaign and show face. Well, that was not possible. Um, at least that's what they're saying. Uh, so they created this deep fake version of uh, Yun Suk-yul that was uh, completely sanctioned by his campaign and only allowed to say things that were vetted um, and written by um, his team. But the thing that's interesting is they're able to target this in the same way that, you know, nowadays you can target advertising to say, you know, if on podcasts, great example, if, um, you know, let's say you have advertisements for uh, marijuana, um, they can target it to places where it's legal or where it's about to be legal. Or you could get really micro with targeting and say, have an ad running, you know, on a podcast where the person that listens to it, they have an IP that registers, it tells the ad server where they are, and then they can then get served an ad that's relevant to to their like local area even or you know their region that somebody that lives in a completely different part of the country or the world would not have so they're using this uh, but not only are they targeting these regions they're targeting like age demographics where they have a version of uh, this deep fake Yun Suk Yul that is meant to reach young people, um, for example, and they do that in the metaverse or in, you know, what is serving as the uh, the current version of the metaverse. We know that South Korea is very, very plugged in, uh, mm -hmm. one of the most connected cultures in the world. And this is what serves as the, you know, current version of the metaverse. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. If this is this is this seems to be a very South Korean um, based version of this, but there is a metaverse situation where this AI can appear to folks that are hanging out in this kind of virtual world. It looks kind of like Animal Crossing or something where it's a you know you can go in and listen to these talks, um, these campaign stops, let's call it, by this uh, deep fake virtual version of this candidate that's saying only approved things that is targeted specifically to the demographic that's watching him. Not only the things he's saying uh, are targeted, but the clothes that this facsimile or this avatar is wearing is meant to specifically appeal to um, the demographic that it is speaking to. Um, and here's the thing. Uh, this sounds kind of wacky, but all of the um, commentary uh, around it and, you know, man on the street kind of interviews that I've heard shows that it's really, really working, that, that, you know, folks appreciate the fact that someone that's this high up in government is open to and not, you know, completely freaked out by this type of technology. So that won uh, a lot of points for this candidate. And uh, he won. <laughs> In mm -hmm. fact, um, so the question becomes, what's next, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is a tool, and they make it very clear. I'm not, I haven't seen any of the videos uh, exactly, or you know, um, but they have some kind of disclaimer saying that this is not the actual candidate. This is an artificial intelligence generated AI. Um, so they don't want anyone to be confused that they're actually looking at a real person. And that's also the reason that they take it very seriously, that it only says the things that are specifically generated by the campaign. But mm -hmm. what happens next now that this candidate is actually the president, uh, uh. who, by the way, holds some very intense conservative views. Yes, um, yeah, apparently. Does. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear your take on this, Ben. You're, <laughs> you're, you're probably following this more closely than I in terms of the election, but you know, has said things to the effect of like feminism has gone too far um, in a part of the world where, you know, women's rights are woefully uh, underserved uh, and, and, and ignored um, to a large degree, not to mention that he's very pro like 
hundreds of hours work week situation. Ben, we give it give give it to us a little bit. The kind of quick and dirty about what this guy's views kind of encompass. Yeah. So the this is interesting, at least to me, because it shows us that stereotypes regarding conservative politicians not being tech savvy are not entirely true or not entirely accurate. And I love that you nailed how tech forward South Korea is as a culture. It's amazing when you go there. If you live in the U.S., you haven't seen real Wi-Fi until you've been to South Korea, honestly. Um, but this president is, yes, quite quite controversial. And it, a lot of views of the president are things that might be common to some conservative politicians here in the U.S. or in the West. He is currently the president-elect, but he came up by being a prosecutor. And right. often, yeah, prosecutors, uh, his views are not uncommon, maybe, in the world of prosecutorial politics. Uh, his his election, though, was, was fascinating to me. I want to answer that first question you asked a, a while back. So what's next? I'll tell you what's next. I'll tell you what's down the line. The perfect Manchurian candidate. Always on sure. message. Always programmable. Can be at any location pretty quickly. Imagine how much you're saving on transit. Bye-bye, Air Force One. You might not even need a real person at some point. What about, you know... Uh, Super President V2.0 with the new DLC brought to you by Samsung. Vote for me, victory. <laughs> like it's You can like buy that, outfits yeah. for him. You can dress him up however mm -hmm. you want, you know? <laughs> yeah, a, a politician that can finally do what every high-level politician wants. Be all things to all people. We're on the way to that. Now, is what does that mean for the public, for the grass on this elephant's battlefield? Well, uh, it means you'll have to seriously consider some uncomfortable things. Can this sort of thing be hacked? That's the first question, right? What happens if you don't need a deep fake? What happens if your hologram president shows up to a UN summit, for instance, and then all of a sudden says, we are nuclearizing? We already, you know, we're not going to start. We're doing it now. Like that, that's crazy. The, all these things I named are great sci-fi. You're welcome, Netflix. But uh, they are, again, I keep saying it recently. Science fiction is, the good stuff is only fiction for a little while. And we're in a, we're in a what a time to be alive phase, though. Well, and we already have like, you know, AI pop stars, uh, you know, coming out of Asia, for example, like Miku, you know, which is a uh, completely artificial intelligence derived creation. I mean, I would maybe not artificial intelligence. It's animated. I mean, it is a graphical representation of a pop star that is treated with the same deference as a real pop star. And even the, the voice of this uh, character, that part is more or less AI generated. It's called Vocaloid technology and it uses, it generates, um, I think it's the Yamaha company that's behind it, but it generates singing using sort of swatches of, of voices, sort of like a vocoder situation, but more realistic. And, and you can actually get the software for Vocaloid and like make your own, you know, uh, songs and, and submit them. But this is just the next uh, logical step 
uh, from that. Um, and you're right. I mean, the targeting level is is absolutely you know staggering in terms of like you're right, being everything to everybody, reaching people exactly where they are, which is on the internet for the most part. Um, and what is the potential dark side of this? It already feels like we're seeing a dark side. Um, because, you know, the margins of victory for this candidate were very, very slim. Um, I, I, some These guys on Internet today that I, that I follow and, and like and reference a lot, they referred to him as a meme candidate, which I think is pretty accurate because the margins were very, very slim. I think it was like 48.6% of the vote went to this candidate. And I think the uh, perceived front runner just lost out by a very small margin. So mm-hmm. knowing that this... Uh, person holds some pretty conservative views in terms of women's rights, in terms of the work week. He's even said things like he thinks that, quote, poor people should not have to have their food meet a minimum safety standard because they need to be able to eat whatever, (laughs) kind of, you know, for sustenance, things like that. Uh, Pretty radical sounding, you know, here, here in the West, but um, it's absolutely fascinating. You know, I think we might be seeing the rise of a kind of an AI regime and not like a Skynet situation, but just it's a whole nother ball game now. He also thinks Fukushima didn't happen. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I think we all were there and I'm pretty sure it did. But Matt, you've been a little quiet on this one and I know you've got feels about this. I can see your face squirming a little bit, but what, how does this hit you, man? Uh, yeah, I, I do feel weird. I, I just think we're coming into that era where you're not going to be able to tell if you see an official post by anybody, if it's real or not. Uh, any Anyone with sufficient power or money, uh, they could be exploited by a third party. I You just got to be extremely skeptical. And I don't know. What we need now is the tech to detect if mm-hmm. it's in fact a deep fake or real something that just scans, you know, the pixels in a file or pixel data within a file. Or like I was saying, the chain you. of custody of the uh, footage, you know, the source footage has to be in some way locked down or like, you know, meet some kind of like digital signature to prove that this footage is real. Like it came from like a actual capture and not some sort of weird composite. Well, you guys can do that. Yeah. I think I'm going to go full supervillain. You know, it's been a long time yeah. in the making. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> now the pieces are there. It's easier than ever. Just like when um, a, a lot of people became prominent independent filmmakers, when uh, AV technology became more affordable and democratized. That was wonderful. And now that supervillain technology is becoming more uh, democratized, you know, I think I'll just maybe go ND supervillain. You guys down? Can we still do the show? My schedule might get weird. Well, let's just try to slot us in if you can, man. But I, I will say, you know, this like 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 all that stuff. You're absolutely right, Ben. But I will say that I think that the technology still requires an ungodly amount of um, computer processing power to do correctly. So, mm-hmm. like, I think you know, even the ones that we see on the internet, you know, for a joke, like the Bill Hader thing. That was somebody that was very ahead of the curve, you know, using this uh, very bleeding edge technology and would require almost like a room full of servers and, you know, insane processing power to pull those things off. Um, so it's not exactly something that everyone can do just on their laptop using like iMovie. It's definitely some next level technology. But once you get into things like cloud computing and crowdsourcing processing and all of that stuff, I mean, it certainly could become more democratized and then you know, the badger's really out of the bag. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those deep fakes at this point are short clips precisely because of that processing time. So what I'm hearing is we start with a server heist, right? Uh, maybe get somebody okay. who right. won't squeal to the law, like some uh, some crazy Bitcoin mining operation. And then we start... Uh, what's a good name for a supervillain network? Chameleon? No, I think we'll stay on brand. We got to go with Badger and just figure that out as an acronym, right? Well, I like the Badger, just the Badger. And the, yeah, well, <laughs> Badger is the name of the organization. Yes, I see yeah, what you're saying. yeah, yeah, like Hydra, um, like yeah. a cuddly Hydra, right? Since you mentioned crypto uh, or, you know, crypto heists and all that are rather Bitcoin mining, um, this uh, person also is apparently quite crypto friendly. Um, <laughs> and he uh, believes uh, it is believed that he will be a kind of leader in the cryptocurrency sector and potentially move that technology forward as more of a national you know, standard of some kind. Um, he's also apparently raising the threshold for paying capital gains taxes on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies from $2,000 to $40,000, um, making him, according to this uh, crypto economist website, uh, one of the most generous um, leaders in the world when it comes to tax breaks for the cryptocurrency world. So I'm a little bit worried that. about DPRK too. I know this isn't necessarily related, but a president who is pro-militarization in this regard um, could make some aggressive moves to disturb the peninsula in a way that China and the U.S. might not cotton to. But yeah, what an amazing story, Noel. And, and also, Matt, I can't wait to figure out this boundless energy. We were just talking on the break. One of the things that we didn't mention is that it's quite possible that a company like Waze could just become another Exxon. You know what I mean? There's We're talking about big things in oh, the yeah. future here. So what's going to happen? Are we close to a world where like thylacines are running amok and uh, everybody is getting their power from geothermal energy, but you know, the decisions about where to place those power plants are made by hologram AI presidents? I think we've built quite a world here uh, in in this week's strange news. Don't you agree? Yeah. Well, will the Quays facilities actually just be deep fake coal production facilities? (laughs) Right. Uh, This is this is amazing. This is candidly one of one of my favorite strange news segments we've done in a while. And also it was really great. I I don't know about you all, but I, I feel recharged. This is not a deep fake. This is actually me. Um, I feel recharged, uh, for the time we were able to spend on the road this weekend. So I think we're coming oh, man. in. Yeah. Guns blaring. Good uh, times, tell what we did? by the way, with you guys, yeah. we had such a good time and uh, really got to eat some good food together and just be around in each other in person, which is, you know, uh, has been kind of rare over the last few years. And I think we're entering a world where we can at least do that a little more often and have some of those uh, trips um, lined up for um, the coming uh, months. Yeah. Shout out to Jack with no K. Yeah, absolutely. Jack if you're listening, he doesn't listen to the Jack. show anymore, he's not going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it was great because we were we were in South by Southwest, uh, and we we managed to accidentally run into a lot of our fellow conspiracy realists and made our day every time. Uh, because as we say, you're the most important part of this show. Don't believe it? Well, tune in this Thursday when we return with our listener mail segment. In the meantime, folks, we cannot wait to hear from you. Geothermal energy. First, do you think this will work? Is it pie in the sky or is it pie 
12 miles into the ground uh, or, or is it or is it feasible? Uh, secondly, what do you feel about the idea of uh, deep fake technology being used in such an innovative way to reach constituents? And do you think extinct animals should come back? Do you think the thylacine ever went extinct? Uh, answer mm. that one uh, kind of quickly, if you like, because we, we are going to we do have that one coming out this week. Uh, we want to hear all these things. Uh, we want to hear them from you. We want to hear your take. And we have a number of ways to contact us. It's true. We're all over the Internet. You can find us at Conspiracy Stuff on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. Yes. If you do not like social media, why not order our book? I'm just kidding. But you could. It's kind of the opposite of social media. It's like analytics. You know, it's as uh, a personal experience as you could possibly have. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, seriously, pre-order, though. We're going to get fired if you don't. Yeah, 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 seriously. Uh, And if you do, uh, give us a call and tell us what you think once you get the book in October. So... Just tell it, call us and tell us why you're excited about the book. Our number is one eight three three S T D W Y T K. When you call in, you've got three minutes. Use it however you'd like, but there are a few caveats. Please give yourself a cool nickname and let us know if we can use your name, voice, and message on the air. Uh, every once in a while, we'll contact you, or your voice will just show up on one of our listener mail episodes. Uh, it's a fun little gamble. It's a pie on the ground kind of scenario, Ben. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on a table. It's a pie on a table. Like cooling on a windowsill, perhaps even. Like just mm-hmm. follow your nose to the scent of the delicious pie. Um, and if you get there and, and find that you, you know, want to tell us more, you can send us a good old fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.
Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.